Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Happy Sunday to everyone on this Sunday, December 12, 2021. You know what that means. Christmas isn't far away. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It's a little crazy. I've already been out shopping. Uh, it's a great morning here in New York City. And as always, we're armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on Talk Radio 77 WABC and all listening to our stream on the WABCradio.com and on the 77 WABC mobile app. Now, I also want to make sure I hear from you. It's my favorite part of the show, by the way. In just a little bit, we're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. And later on in the show, I'll reveal the results of our question of the week. But there's so much that happened this week. Uh, you know what? You have to kind of love being alive. You know, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like we're in a movie. Have you ever thought of it that way? I mean, you know, if you get depressed or you get down or, you know, just kind of look at the rest of the world. It's not so out there. And, uh, <laughs> there's so much, there's so much going on. Uh, Jussie Smollett, uh, he was found guilty of faking that, uh, 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 anti, of that hate and, uh, uh, crime against himself, uh, that he did a dry run the day before the actual alleged, uh, hate crime that, uh, the jury felt beyond a reasonable doubt never occurred. We've got more crime occurring across the country, and uh, it's not just in L.A., and it's not just in New York City, folks. It is everywhere. And how about those Cuomo brothers? I mean, I got to tell you, talk about a couple of, uh, you know, I want to call them a lot of names, but it's Sunday, so I'm going to be a good girl because my mom and dad raised me that way. I think after noontime, I'll I change the witch comes out. Anyway, we'll get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Plus, later on in the show, I will gavel out with my closing arguments And I'll reveal the new question of the week that you don't want to miss. I always love your participation in our weekly polls on topics that matter to justice here in America. And sometimes you slap me down, but I'll bet most of the time you agree with me that I'm right. But it's all coming up in just a few minutes here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. But first, let's get to my opening statement. Now, if you think about it, You've had, I'm sure you've been here. You have to agree that this country is going to hell in a handbasket. Okay? America today is a land of chaos and confusion. I mean, just sit back in your chair in your living room or your bedroom or whatever and kind of look at the world. Kind of take yourself out of it and look at it. Career criminals roam freely among us. Maniacs burn down Christmas trees, flash and grab mob looters, steal with impunity, and random unprovoked acts of madness are now the new norm. This is all the result of left-wing progressive Marxist 
idiot Democrats who lie about what we can see with our own eyes and who have at the helm a confused and senile commander in chief who has no idea how to command. Now, if you think that Joe Biden is a problem, take a look at the wannabe president, my whole favorite Hillary Clinton, who last I saw was wandering in the woods in Chappaqua with a dog in tow, the poor thing, asking people what happened. And then coming up with no less than a thousand reasons as to why she was stopped. I tell you, the woman was stopped from being coronated on high. And to make matters worse, this loser, Hillary Clinton, you can't make this stuff up. Hillary Clinton is now teaching a master class on the power of resilience. That's what I said. The power of resilience. She ought to know she keeps popping up and the woman won't go away no matter how hard the Democrats try. As Secretary of Sadness now in 2021, she gives her acceptance speech five years later. Now, she's taking a cash grab trying to make money off the speech that thankfully she never gave on election night in 2016. I guess the Clinton Foundation has gone, has run out of cash and gone belly up just like her. And she keeps bringing up these bogus reasons as to why she lost. I mean, I told her four years ago that she keeps blaming everyone but herself. And the truth is, she lost. You know what? Let's hit number three, guys. You keep blaming everyone but yourself. We've had it with the poor me nonsense. You lost because people don't like you. It was under your watch that four brave Americans died in Benghazi. You scold women in your book who didn't vote for you saying you won't give them absolution that they must live with the consequences. Who do you think you are, God? You know, Hillary is now teaching a master class. I want you to just take a little listen to her giving the speech that she didn't give in 2016. Number two, guys. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States together. We will make America even greater than it has ever been. Okay, so since since 2016, you know, I've been on the lookout for Hillary. Now, remember, right after the election, she went into the woods. She's walking her dog. So she was walking this, the poor dog. I keep going back to the dog. But this poor dog. So I, myself, in 2017, went to Chappaqua, which is right here in Westchester County. It's my county. I was a DA here. I was a county judge here. Uh, I, I want you to listen to me on the edge of the woods in Chappaqua looking for Hillary. Hit it, four. So here I am in the woods in Chappaqua. I'm looking for Hillary. I can't find her. Hillary! You think she's in the woods? I bet she's in the woods. Hillary, come out! Come out! Maybe don't come out. You think she's home writing another book? Or maybe she's still reading what happened, but she can't figure out what happened. Hillary, we're looking for you. (laughs) But back to America. You know, I got to tell you, though, I miss Hillary. I really do. She was my favorite. The mess that we're in, back to America, is attributable to people on the left 
like George Gascon, the L.A. district attorney, who had the audacity this week to call a press conference to outline all of his accomplishments. Take a listen to this one. It's five guys. We have set a path for ourselves to turn around the criminal legal system in this country in a way that will become more humane, more equitable, and above all, will create a safer environment for all of us. You know, the truth is, safer, more humane, not according to the victims and the victims' families who have suffered from this DA siding with the criminal, never the victim. I guess he forgot to include the fact that this DA, George Gascon, who says he's making the criminal justice system more humane and safer, I guess he forgot to include the fact that he put a ban in his office on trying juveniles as adults, juveniles who commit adult crimes, but he wants to keep them as juveniles. You know, I'll give you an example. A 40-year-old man whose car broke down in the wrong neighborhood in South L.A., an area controlled by a gang, uh, and while he was waiting for AAA to come and help him, a vehicle full of four Crips gang members spotted him, pulled up, and shot him 36 times. That's right, 36 times. As per D.A. Gascon's policy, he will not try these juveniles as adults, which means they get out of jail at 21. And... He will not seek enhanced punishment under California law that allows for enhanced penalties when you're a member of a gang. And I'm going to make it even worse right now. One of those individuals is in juvenile facility, and he's still posting allegiance to his gang on social media while in custody. This DA, Gascon, needs to be gone. He and all his fellow prosecutors, progressive DAs around the nation, funded by George Soros. George Soros, folks. He seeks to undermine the American justice system. All these DAs need to be recalled and removed from office. If not, everyone, it's just a question of time before your life is impacted by the lawlessness that's enveloping this country. And that's my opening statement. It is a sad commentary here uh, on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. We continue to see in New York City, there were so far in 2021, 1,341 shooting incidents in the city. Shooting incidents have gone up. Grand larceny of automobiles are up a staggering 14%. Hate crimes have jumped 93%. Felony assault in New York City is up 8%. It's a bad situation here in New York City. But uh, it is a reality that we have come to have to deal with under the Democrats. They basically tell you, just don't believe your lying eyes. I'm telling you, folks, it ain't good enough. And in 2020, uh, uh, 2022, we're going to have an opportunity to change all that. Well, on 9-11, we vowed to never forget. 
Help America to keep that promise and donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Now, up next here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we're going to be speaking with the vice president of the Los Angeles Association of Deputy District Attorneys, Eric Sadal. Later on, your chance to vote your thoughts. We open up the Friends of the Court hotline coming up right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here, this is the Judge Janine Tunnel the to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. To mark 20 years since 9-11, the Foundation's chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, connected to where America was attacked on foot. From the Pentagon to Shanksville to downtown Manhattan, where he retraced his brother's footsteps. Thanks to your support, Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials. And for the first time, our country recognized the people we lost to 9-11 related illnesses through the foundation's name reading ceremony. And in another first, those lost in the war on terror had their names read aloud. That ceremony is now the newest Tunnel to Towers annual tradition. Now, foundation is bringing hope to heroes and their families, giving away at least one home a day from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. Honor our vow to never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. And a special shout-out as well for those of you joining via our live stream on the 77 WABC mobile app and on WABCradio.com, streaming worldwide. And for those with Alexa smart home speakers, you can tune in as well by simply saying, Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Well, joining us now is someone I'm very thrilled to have on, and I think you're going to find uh, this discussion fascinating. He is a prosecuting attorney in the Los Angeles area and the vice president of the Association of Deputy District Attorneys. Uh, he's not just a prosecuting attorney. Uh, he is the deputy district attorney of Los Angeles County. Uh, and uh, his name is Eric Sadal, and I welcome you, Eric, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Now, um, Eric was born in Los Angeles. His father was DA in the 70s. Uh, I believe that Eric is, uh, he's got law enforcement in his blood, running through his blood. Uh, and uh, his uh, he is the kind of person who is a true prosecutor. He believes in law and order and truth and justice. So welcome, Eric. Uh, I, I'm thrilled to have you on. I, I could, there's a million places we can start, but I'll just hit it, Eric Seidel with, uh, Seidel, with what is happening in Los Angeles with George Gascon, a George Soros-funded prosecutor who should really be the public defender and not the prosecutor, and what you and deputy DAs are doing uh, to change things. Well, good morning, Judge, and thank you for having me. Um, you know, we had a, a pretty monumental election last uh, last year in Los Angeles in terms of the district attorney's race. Uh, we had a sitting district attorney, Jackie Lacey, the first African-American female to actually be the DA of L.A. County. Um, She was a, I consider her pretty progressive on many issues. She was a moderate Democrat, middle of the road. But, 
you know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, usually as a prosecutor, you kind of see the law in the same way and you Mm -hmm. see your duty as a prosecutor in the same way, which is to follow the evidence and protect the public and do so in a just and fair way. Uh, we uh, had an election where a um, the former San Francisco district attorney, George Gascon, who was about to lose his reelection in San Francisco after he trashed that city, uh, fled oh. to L.A. Oh, to he seek was DA in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. He's the one who started this whole trend of, uh, you know, massive amounts of property crime when. When he was the DA of San Francisco, San Francisco led the country in terms of property crime, right. uh, m- mainly thanks to him. So he has a long history uh, of trashing cities, uh, and um, now he's doing that with our county in terms of Los Angeles. He, um, one of the things that you'll probably find pretty amazing is one of the, you know, you a lot you you're, you can tell a person by who they surround themselves with right and right. his uh some of his principal advisors two of them in particular are not just former public defenders uh they are die in the wool public defenders in other words they they think that the whole system is corrupt should be abolished and have actually gone on you know on um to, to you know, talk to students at universities talking about the abolition of the criminal justice system. Well, but, so, but Eric Sado, uh, uh, you are in, in you are one of the people in charge of this movement that is actually suing the DA. Now, I was a DA. I mean, nobody ever thought about suing me. Certainly not in my office. <laughs> what, what? What? Tell me about that. Well, look, we did not do that. Uh, lightly, we did it to protect our members because one of the things he was doing was t- telling us to not follow the law. He was actually telling us to break the law. California has, as you know, a, a three strikes law. Right. One of the first, one of the first in the country, not the first, but one of the first in the country, probably one of the most successful uh, su- uh, successful proposition propositions out in California mm-hmm. was extremely e- effective in terms of reducing recidivism um and he told us not to follow that law well that's illegal you can't do that he's the executive he's not the legislature he can't overrule the uh, will of the people but he said to do that so we had to go to court and uh, to protect our members uh and our ethics and um we got an injunction from a judge saying that he has to follow the law i mean that is amazing. That is amazing. First of all, suing him is amazing. I mean, kudos to you. Good for you. God bless you for doing that. But his job is to protect victims. Why is this guy not being recalled, Eric? Well, so actually, the that's what's happening right now. Uh, a group of victims, um, particularly mothers of uh, right. of murdered children, uh, are are leading a recall movement. Um, to to get rid of him because he has failed in his duties to protect the uh, the people of the state of California. Right. So there is a re- recall movement. It just started, um, and they are certified. They served him last week. They're going to start collecting signatures. I think in about ten days. So there is going to be a recall movement uh, to to get rid of him. 
Well, uh, you know, the, the, the truth is, Eric Sedell, who is the, uh, you are the, I guess, the vice president of the organization uh, of deputy right. DAs. How many yes. deputy DAs are there? So we fluctuate, actually, from right now we're at a pretty low number because a lot of DAs have left, um, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there's, and there was a hiring freeze for a little while. So I think right now it's about 650, 700. Wow. Uh, usually we're at about 1,000. Interesting. So if you think well, about that, we're, we're, we're running at like 65% capacity right when now. When is this guy up for re-election? <clears throat> when, is, when is George Gascon, the DA in California, in Los Angeles, up for re-election? Well, if the recall happens, he will be up on the ballot in November of 2022. Perfect. If the, if the recall does not happen, we would have to wait another uh, three, three years from today to to be able to get rid of him. The problem is the urgency. The reason why, you know, there's this movement to recall him is he is going back into past cases and gutting those cases and trying to have, you know, basically he has a policy of, uh, you know, criminals first. He wants to release as many criminals as possible. And it's really because of his, his philosophy and who he surrounds himself with. These are, why, why did this guy run for district attorney? Because, you know, as you know, the DA has a lot of power, a lot of discretion. And most of the time, the discretion is used wisely. Um, but there has been this movement to get to replace uh, district attorneys with, uh, you know, these regressive prosecutors who don't believe in, uh, in the criminal justice system and want to really upend the whole system. Deputy DA uh, Eric Sedal, what's it like going to work for you? You know, it's. I think the morale in the office is is rock bottom. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. You know, p- people, you know, become prosecutors because they want to protect the public, and they owe. You know, one of the great things about being a, a prosecutor is that you always get to do the right thing. You never have to compromise your ethics or your morals. You always get to do the right thing if you're doing the job correctly. And we know he's not doing the right thing. Well, I got to tell you, Eric, I mean, being the DA was the best job um, of, of my life. Uh, and it is the best job in the world as far as I'm concerned because you can fight the bad guys, you can protect the victims who can't speak for themselves, who can't stand up for themselves. And the idea that this guy Gascon and Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, who this week says there's no crisis of violence and there's no crisis of crime, and, and you know, we can go Kim Fox, who let Jussie Smollett out, who's just been convicted. Uh, uh, in, in, uh, the, these people are just out of their minds and they are, they are literally taking out law and order. And I don't know what their goal is. And you know, we can all say their goal is to get the, the, the defendants out, but their goal is to victimize the rest of us. Because when you do not have law and order, and I don't have to tell you this, Eric Sadell, uh, when you do not have law and order, you have chaos and anarchy and, and vigilanteism. And Kyle Rittenhouse is, an, is a perfect example of that. And it's going to start happening over and over. And shame on uh, the people in Los Angeles if they continue to let this guy stay in office. And 
Uh, what we'd like you to do, Eric, is stay in touch with us uh, and let us know how the lawsuit is going. Is there any repercussions, Eric Sedell from uh, Deputy DA Los Angeles, from Gascon? Does he dare fire you guys? Well, luckily, Los Angeles is a city or a county that has strong civil service protection to make sure that, you know, an elected leader cannot just upend the entire um, system. So there are it's it's within the county charter. There are these protections. So he has to abide by, you know, luckily, there's a, the rule of law still exists in Los Angeles in terms of that issue. Well, you know, that's that's great for you. And, uh, you know, uh, w- the most important thing is to stay in touch with the victims and the victims' families. But going back, regressing, looking at old cases as if you don't have enough going on right now with the smash and grabs, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. But looking at old cases and letting criminals out of jail on cases you had nothing to do with. This guy's he's a bad he's a bad person. But talk about the smash and grabs that we see every day in L.A. Last week, the police arrested, I guess, 14 suspects behind uh, 11 robberies at stores last month. Uh, over a quarter of a million dollars worth of merchandise stolen. What's going to happen to those dirt bags? Well, the district attorney has a policy of probation. Oh. You know, probation is the best for everyone. And oh. that's basically been its policy. And what I think is even you know, what is even more sad is that there is he has shown absolutely no leadership as to this issue. You know, if if any reasonable district attorney would have been like, look, this is a problem. We're going to form a task force. I'm going to get my DAs involved. We're going to make sure that when these people are arrested, they are going to be held on bail. And they're going to be detained. And we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that a message is sent that you can't do this. Well, instead, all he did was he didn't get involved. He didn't speak about it. And he only started speaking about it two weeks after it started occurring. And then he basically blamed the whole system on it. And you know, this is a guy who, who cannot take a, he, he does not, he's devoid of accountability. Yeah. And yep. he, he just doesn't understand our role. He doesn't understand the leadership position he has. And what he will do is he'll say, look, these people, it's not their fault that they're stealing and killing and murdering. It's the system that has failed them, the criminal uh, you know justice what? system that has failed them. Shame on him. <laughs> All right. Eric Seidel, we appreciate it. Um, keep fighting the good fight. Uh, America's with you. This is not. Uh, what America is all about. Eric Sedell, Los Angeles District Attorney's Office. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judge. The Judge Jeanine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Puro. When I asked why Delta Rescue is the largest care for life animal sanctuary in the world, its founder, Leo Grillo, told me, And his answer was shocking. He said that people in America keep their pets for only two and a half years on average. Imagine two and a half years and then you tell your dog to get lost or your cat get lost. If he adopted out the dogs and cats he rescued from abandonment in the wilderness, in two and a half years they would either be abandoned all over again or turned over to pounds where they would be killed. After all they've been through, these beautiful animals would lose their homes all over again. Caring for up to 1,500 rescue dogs, cats, and horses at Delta Rescue costs a fortune. And there's a full-time animal hospital right there, 365 days a year. 
and Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me to continue saving lives. I'd like you to help them by going to deltarescue.org slash Piro and pressing the green donate button. Please give as much as your heart tells you to. That's deltarescue.org slash Piro. Well, welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Joining us now is an actor, screenwriter, producer, and the co-founder of Pure Flix Entertainment. Please join me in welcoming David A.R. White to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. But before we get to David, I want to tell you about him. Uh, David has had a number of uh, movies that he's been involved in, and he founded, as I said, Pure Flix. Uh, and over uh, the next several years after he founded Pure Flix, he produced and starred in several films, including In the Blink of an Eye, Hidden Secrets, and The Moment After. In 2014, he co-starred as a pastor in the film God's Not Dead. He starred in and produced both sequels, God's Not Dead 2 and God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. The fourth installment in the God's Not Dead series is God's Not Dead, We the People. It was released on October 4, 2021. And guess what, folks? I have a role in it. Let's welcome David A.R. White. Hey, David, how are you? Hey, Judge. Nice to hear your voice. Well, thank you. It's nice to hear your voice, too. It's a little early for you, but I appreciate it. Uh, well, listen, uh, let's talk about our movie together. I'm so excited to say I was in a movie. <laughs> God's Not Dead, We the People, uh, that was released and is, is available now, um, is a movie that really is very much in, um, in, in, in the forefront of what's going on in this country in terms of homeschooling, what parents can teach, what the schools require, uh, and, uh, you know, we have seen with this last educa- with this last election in, uh, Virginia, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the schools are looking to educate our kids to things that parents don't, don't necessarily want to educate them. And now more and more parents are homeschooling. So why don't you tell, uh, the listeners what this movie is about? Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's interesting because we didn't start out thinking we were going to do, uh, you know, four movies in this franchise, first of all. Um, but what we find is that every single time, uh, you know, um, we make a movie, it's it's like history and, and where we're living right now in our society just continues to, to garner a reason to make one of these movies. And right. so when, when this movie started, you know, the homeschooling – homeschooling really wasn't, I mean, it's, it's about 2.5 million people, you know, had homeschooled their, um, their children. And so in the U S and, um, but here we go in 2020, we're in, you know, we're in pre-production on this film and, and all of a sudden, uh, I didn't know much about homeschooling. I have three children, but all of a sudden, you know, we're all forced to be homeschooling parents, um, with the pandemic and everything right. that happened there. <laughs> it's and, more real uh, than we thought it would be, David. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I mean, and you know, and now it's doubled, obviously, in size. I think it's like five million plus. Um, but uh, but this story is basically I, I reprise my role as Reverend Dave. Um, our church has a homeschooling co-op. We're visited by the county and told um, that if we don't comply to the regulations, their educational standards, uh, then we will be fined every week until we do, which seems normal, except for the fact that basically they were. 
you know, the, the regulations start to take, they, you know, they've tried to take God out of the colleges, of the high schools, and now they're trying to control how parents can educate their children, right. which is, you know, where homeschooling was birthed out of, to have that freedoms. And so our group ends up heading to Washington, D.C. to, uh, you know, to fight for those rights. Well, I'll tell you, it is it is very, very telling and very much a part of uh, of what's going on in the news right now. And the truth is that uh, that you as Reverend Dave, I mean, you kind of bring together the fact that, um, you know, parents have a right to teach their children what they want to teach them. And the schools, especially in God's Not Dead, we, the people, they receive an impromptu uh, inspection from a progressive local government official who doesn't like the way the parents are homeschooling the children. And, you know, you are taken aback by, by what happens, and then you travel to Washington to testify in landmark congressional hearing that will determine the future of religious freedom in our country for years to come. I, of course, play a, a judge in the movie who's, who's not very nice, but then sees the light. And, uh, you know, people say to me, I didn't know you could act. I said, I'm not acting. When I was a judge, I was mean. So it was easy for me. But uh, the movie is one that, that, you know, you should be very proud of. And I know that, you know, is one that the public will enjoy because it really gets to the guts of what's going on and it really goes into the souls of what those parents, all of those parents who are targeted as domestic terrorists by, you know, the school board in, in Virginia and in that gubernatorial race that Youngkin won. And it really, it brought it all to light. But this God's Not Dead, this, this trilogy, well, this is the fourth one. I mean, what do you, what are you trying to bring to the public, David? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, we started out, the the whole concept was just to bring conversations of God um, back into, uh, to make it, to, to just to, to start the conversation again. Because if it doesn't, you know, if the conversations don't start, then people don't act and do anything. And, um, you know, when, it, when it, we originally started, it was, it was based on all these court cases and all these, um, uh, about, you know, trying to pull God out of the colleges and uh, and then we went into the high schools and then it went into the community. And when, you know, this one came around, it just seemed like the, the most, you know, here we go again. Now, where's better to go than Washington, D.C.? And with everything going on today and, and you know, um, that has happened the last several years, where is that line of where the government has a right to reach into our homes and into our lives? And it just seems like more and more that line is being moved closer and closer and closer to us. Um, yeah, they can do whatever no, they want. Yeah, it's it's really frightening, David. Um, and and uh, to kind of encapsulate it in this movie, it kind of makes it really more simple. Um, and, and, you know, clear as to what they're doing. Because sometimes, you know, you read the news and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go on to something else. But this movie kind of puts it all together. And, you know, the message is very clear. Uh, and the direction of these, these leftist liberals, uh, who are in the government, who have the ability to control us, who think that they can tell parents uh, what to teach their kids. Um, and that, you know, God basically has no place in, in, uh, in school when the truth is we're a nation founded on Judeo-Christian principles. 
Uh, but the franchise of God's Not Dead is, is a terrific one. And it's always sounding the alarm for faithful Christians and, and, and people of faith. It doesn't matter what religion, any people of faith. So, um, can, tell, tell the listeners where, where they can get this and where they can see it. When is the release date yeah. for the DVD? Yeah, the DVD actually just came out. I, I want to say this a couple things. Is, sure. is You know, it opened to three days in the theaters in October, as you had mentioned. And the funny thing was it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in part because, um, you know, the studios had backed up all these blockbusters. And so the, the theatrical time uh, was very difficult to get this, this time around. Um, right. And that's why we chose to do this Fathom event with it. But what was amazing was it was a callback almost to the first one in that, that we had almost sold out performances in every performance of those three, you know, almost 600 screens with uh, standing ovations um, occurring every night all over the country. And so what was amazing is, is that this movie has resonated so well with people. And, um, and now it's available on home entertainment. It just came out. It's everywhere. It's in all the, you know, Walmart targets, red boxes, everywhere else. You can, you can go to godmadead.com. But I also want to say this is that, Judge, you are so wonderful in this movie. And yes, you're playing yourself, but you're also, what's amazing is you have a daughter in this movie and, um, and you're really good. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this cast, you know, Isaiah Washington, uh, William Forsythe, um, the Grammy award winner, um, um, uh, so many people are in this, Antonio Savoy Jr. But you, Judge, thank you very much for being in this. And and uh, again, you could you could have a if you weren't doing all this radio uh, and television, um, you know, I know you're super busy, but uh, we would love to have you in more movies. You're really thank wonderful. You. You're very kind, yeah. David. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> well, the well, audience the audience says it. <laughs> well, you know what? It actually was fun. But I it, let me just share this with everybody, David, because I laugh about it. We were in Oklahoma filming, and uh, it was in the middle of the pandemic. And you know, it, it, it the, somebody had COVID. You remember? I remember that day. Yeah, we were yeah, all we geared up, ready to roll, and then everything gets shut down because of COVID. And so then, you know, we all go back and, you know, to our little individual trailers. Mine, of course, had no heat. It was freezing in Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, everything was going wrong that day. But God's not dead because the next day was great. <laughs> so it was great. And it was great working with you. And I and I hope that all my listeners take advantage of the fact that uh, it is a wonderful movie. It's the kind of movie you want to see around the holidays. Uh, you know, kind of it, 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 it is a testament to the strength of people who believe in faith and you know it is a it is a microscope on how our rights uh, are being uh, challenged at every turn so david ar white you are a superstar a uh, obviously an actor and a producer and i thank you for joining us on the judge janine Pirro tunnel to towers foundation show and my love to everyone take care david uh, thank you so much judge you're welcome. And your phone calls are coming up right here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Call into the Friends of the Court hotline at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222 now. And the results we've been waiting to reveal. We're talking about our question of the week, and it's coming up next right here on the one and only 77 WABC. 
The Judge Jeanine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Puro. In the worst terror attack to ever take place on American soil, 2,977 people lost their lives. It was September 11, 2001, but in the face of horror, brave Americans responded. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers made the ultimate sacrifice. Those heroes were part of the war on terror. America's response to 9-11, they fought for us but never came home. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony. Tunnel to Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The Foundation's season of hope runs from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's greatest heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. All right. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Week. Listen to Dominic Carter, weeknights at midnight. Here, Dominic talks COVID and politics. Nearly 780,000 Americans have died from COVID-19, with nearly as many dying under Biden as Trump. So you may recall Biden's claim that anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States. So that begs the question, is that still the standard now that more Americans have died under President Biden than President Trump? All right, there you have it. And it's true. More have died under President Biden. And this guy, Biden, had the benefit of the vaccine, who uh, he couldn't get everybody vaccinated by July 4th. Remember that one? Anyway, the question of the week is uh, is coming up. You know, it's time to reveal the question. Last week, we posed this question. Should the school in Oxford, Michigan, where Ethan Crumbly was a student, have done more regarding Ethan and the situation? The question was posed, guys, do you remember this one? After a deadly school shooting in Michigan where a 15-year-old student named Ethan Crumbly opened fire on his classmates, killing three, injuring eight others. Meanwhile, his parents and the school ignored several glaring warnings in the student's behavior. So here are the results. Zero said no, 100% said yes, and you are right. The school in Oxford, Michigan, where Ethan Crumbly opened fire, and I don't even like naming him Ethan Crumbly. He's a dirtbag. He opened fire on his classmates. That school could have done more to prevent this tragedy from happening. And guess what, folks? They're already starting to get their butts sued. You know, if they stop worrying about parents and and what we want to teach our kids and started worrying about what's going on in the classroom, maybe we'd have a little more respect for them. But they deserve it. They deserve it. They knew it. They knew what they should have done. They're mandated reporters. They know what they were supposed to do. Anyway, um, so... And for this week's question of the week, the question is as follows. Do you believe that uh, the uh, the Cuomo brothers will find another job that uh, is consistent with their talents. And by that I mean 
the Cuomo brothers, the, the New York Post has them working as waiters. Uh, and they put in a bunch of jobs that they thought they might be good at. Gas pumpers on the Jersey Turnpike, off-Broadway actors, uh, taxi drivers, Chippendale dancers in Vegas, cater waiters, sewage drivers, uh, swab salesmen. Remember the swabs they use. So uh, the New York Post basically is asking uh, what job you think the Cuomo brothers should should have. So for next week, I'm going to ask you to tell me what jobs you think the Cuomo brothers should get, okay? So make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log on to our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll, okay? So it's wabcradio.com forward slash the word tag forward slash the word web, then dash the word poll. I'll be reading the results of the question next week, live right here on 77 WABC. Now, uh, I just have another minute uh, or two, and I want to take questions. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh, is it Richie again from the Bronx? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Judge Janine. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um I have to disagree with your assertion that Hillary lost the 2016 election because she was not liked. Thank goodness for the Electoral College system. Hillary did win the popular vote. There are a lot of brainwashed people in this country. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop you there. I agree with you. If you say she won the popular vote, that's great because she got all the nut jobs in California. And, but the truth is the Constitution requires the Electoral College. She was the most unpopular, untrustworthy candidate in that election. That's why she lost. I like you, Richie, but she lost. She deserved to lose. She should have lost, and she lost. She needs to snap out of it and get over it. All right, let's go to Alex in Mountain View, California. Alex. Do we lose you? All right. How about uh, let's go to Ellie in Rockland. Yeah, thanks, uh, Judge. Okay, so you have a very extensive uh, Berkman in law. So I want to ask you a question. If you yeah, wish, you hit it. Uh, okay, uh, if you can look out of the box a little bit. Say I feel that George Soros, with his uh, extensive backing of DA. Uh, should be responsible when one of the DA's clients, uh, for example, the person who did the killing in Wisconsin, oh, end up okay. killing people. Okay, can he be brought up uh, for justice? Yeah, I see where you're going, and I'm running out of time. Uh, the the question is, can can Soros basically be sued? No, and and the DA for the most part can't be sued unless there's a malicious prosecution, and this is just the opposite. It's no prosecution. Uh, there's something called sovereign immunity. While you're within the confines of your job, then you can't be sued. I mean, the government has a lot of protection in these cases. But uh, the only thing we've got against George Soros is the ability to make sure his candidates don't win. But in any event, I can't believe we're out of time already. I want to make sure that you join us right back here next Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp 